0: Hello and welcome to the Webtoon Room. We are currently still on hiatus, but in honor of Let's Play coming back for season three, long anticipated, long awaited, and it is almost here, we thought we would release a re edited version, a refreshed version of our original Let's Play season two review. So we hope you all enjoy. We miss you all very much. And yeah here's the episode
1: hello and welcome to the webtoon room i'm will
0: and i'm crudy
1: and today we're here to talk about let's play season two
0: i'm super excited sorry for the squeals, but this is one of my crack webtoons i'm really excited to talk about this one as will said we'll be discussing season two mostly obviously with points brought up from season one, and obviously having read season one, the both of us, but we're really excited to get into the series finale that just happened.
1: Let's get into it. Where should we start, Gertie? Because season two covers a lot
0: there is a lot to talk about let's just cut to the chase let's let's get to that cliffhanger that Mongi left us on oh. <laughs> it's it's spicy folks by the way if you have not read let's play if you have not read the season finale i highly encourage you to check it out before you read our podcast episode because we will be covering all of the things that have happened this season so, with that in mind, let's move on. We'll talk about this cliffhanger that Maggie left us on that we are like, ooh, it is spicy. Uh,
1: <laughs> I think Karida and I are both tearing out our hair a little bit because we want to know what happens next.
0: We need very, to know. <laughs>
1: very badly. We do need to know.
0: It's true. Okay, so Sam is in an intoxicated state and she is spending the night at Charles's house because apparently... <laughs> She's a safety hazard when she's drunk and Charles cannot safely drive her to her place. So he decided just in a I think he was kind of running entirely on panic at that point, entirely on adrenaline, actually, I would say. So he just made a split second decision to bring her to his home. And so she's spending the night at his home in the guest bedroom. And he's kind of like dressed in pajamas. He's like thinking like, okay. I hope she's doing okay. I should go check on her to see, you know, that she's, like, getting some rest and that she's, you know, not getting sick or anything. So, Sam.
1: <laughs> lust is back, baby. <laughs> back the from resurrection. the grave.
0: I know. The resurrection of lust is very powerful indeed in this episode. <laughs> oh, man. It is so good. This is a good season finale. So Sam basically makes a midnight visit to Charles's room because, and this has really been building up over the whole season, uh, Sam and Charles's chemistry, their connection, their attraction, uh, the sexual tension has just been building, building and building. And it's all led to this moment where Charles's control and resolve is tested Because Sam wants him, and she expresses that to him clearly and openly. She wants him. He wants her as well. He's blushing. But there's a lot going on in his brain of possible consequences and also his emotional feelings and her, you know, concern for her as well. So that's the cliffhanger that we're left off of. What happens with Sam and Charles? Where do they go from here? (laughs)
1: Yeah, Charles has had his heart kind of melted a little bit. He's a little bit more open to this, but we're still not quite sure how open exactly. And, of course, there's the obvious question of, will he accept Sam's drunken advances?
0: Yeah, I think there's a couple of different components to this, because there's the one question of, do Sam and Charles embark on any sort of sexual or romantic relationship at all? Right. Period. And then specifically to this situation, should something happen between Sam and Charles tonight? Because she is intoxicated, and Charles is not. He is sober, so he has all of his faculties intact. And those, I think, are actually different questions to me. What do you think should happen tonight, specifically, between Charles and Sam uh, in the season finale? Or where can you see this going?
1: Hmm. This could go in a lot of different directions. It could end as abruptly as Link and Sam did, unfortunately, in in Link's Jeep. Or things could advance, and that would make it very, very interesting and very, very spicy.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it would definitely be very spicy. The thing that I'm pointing to when I look at the situation that Sam and Charles are in in the season finale is that Yes, Sam's drunkenness is one of them. The second one is we see Charles Emoticoon for the first time, and it is control. And control is not small and insignificant. It's sizable. He has a sizable control over himself, over these chains and these locks on his heart, his emotions, different aspects of his person. So with that in mind, with control still being a significant aspect of his emotions and his behaviors. I cannot see Charles acting on his attraction for Sam. What I can maybe see is Sam and Charles spending the night together, like, cuddling, or, you know, maybe even kissing or anything like that. But I don't think that they would have sex. I don't think that would be a move that Charles would find acceptable because If there's one thing that we do know about him, is that he is very much old school, gentleman in the way that he likes to treat Sam and the way he likes to kind of handle certain things. With regards to what is going to happen in the season finale, specifically that night, I do not think that Sam and Charles will hook up. I do think that they will become closer. Charles is going to be tested for sure. Absolutely. With Sam being as drunk as she is i don't think she's going to let it go at a simple cuddling <laughs> but i do not think that there will be any sex happening that night
1: yeah i could definitely see that being the case but we should talk a little bit about how charles and sam's relationship has been developing this entire season because it yeah. it started early on in season 1 but it's really come
0: it's the big ship. It's the main ship this season for for Sam at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone I... thought it was going to be Marshall, but surprise, it's Charles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's been I I don't think people expected the Sam and Charles ship to develop as much as it did this season, but I don't think any of us are complaining. I think we're <laughs> we're pretty happy with how things went. Uh there's a lot of Sam and Charles shippers out there, myself included, so I understand you all. But yes, it's a good idea to talk about what happened throughout the season that led up to this point as well. Sam and Charles have had an interesting trajectory of their relationship. It's also made more complicated because it's connected to the workplace, which I find just in general complicates relationships. And you have to be very intentional and careful about how you conduct any personal relationships you make from work. Right. So, with that in mind, Sam and Charles do not immediately start out as a prospective couple.
1: Yeah, they have this strange dynamic where it's revealed that Charles kind of gave Sam the not-so-good jobs to train her up and to build her confidence, and he, he continues to do to so. push
0: her, yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely tries to push her. The way he pushes her isn't just, you know, throwing her onto the deep end and forcing her to swim. He is there he does offer his support but he also does know when to back off a little bit for example when he says to sam you should give this proposal to engineer and she full on panics and you know anxiety overtakes her and he is like he he steps back for a second and lets her lean on him in that moment
0: i think he does a fairly good job of putting her in uncomfortable situations that she would not put herself in forcing her to grow or adapt and gain confidence by being in those uncomfortable situations but like you said in situations where he's pushed her a little bit too much she's not ready to give the indigenous proposal to everybody um and in fact i can understand why because the last moment that she expressed where she tried to give a public presentation she fell and she cracked open her head or you know just had an injury uh which is horrible not only in terms of just undergoing an injury like that but also to think about the humiliation in front of people and having this happen i can totally understand the reservations that sam has around this so i think it was a smart move of charles to back off on that point i think that he's made a much more concerted effort this season as opposed to season 1 i think season 1 he was trying to understand her a little bit more. He had an idea of what she was at Young Technologies to do, but it turned out that she had a different goal than the one that was kind of laid out for her by her dad. So I think as soon as he understood where she wanted to go, where she wanted to grow, he was happy to help her get there, which I like and I appreciate that. He wasn't stuck in his view of her or anything. I think he he understood uh, what she was trying to do. And I think this season, he really has been carrying out that vision. That's been what the season has been about. And it's really interesting because he has been very deliberate in building up Sam's confidence. I don't necessarily think the sexual tension was there in the beginning of the season. Or actually, rather, I should say in season one, when they started to kind of interact, I don't think the sexual tension was necessarily there. I think Sam was attracted to Charles. We don't know if Charles was attracted to Sam. We don't know how mutual that may have been. But I don't think that sexual tension was there in the same way that it definitely is in season two. Season two, what I found interesting was that the more that Sam's confidence was built up, the more she kind of stood straight, the more that she was open and she kind of communicated and talked back, the more Charles's attraction to Sam grew.
1: Yeah, she definitely becomes more assertive and she, there's a point where she just straight up says, you know, I want this, I want you in a romantic and more kind of sense.
0: I think that took him aback. He was not expecting that. I think he definitely has a tainted view of himself because of his own baggage Yep. And he was not expecting Sam to say that she was that he was important to her. He called himself a cantankerous old goat.
1: <laughs> what are some of the things you like about the Sam and Charles ship?
0: I like a lot about their ship, to be honest. They have great chemistry together, first of all, which I always welcome. Just having feeling that raw chemistry between characters is really great, especially for a webtoon like this, where it is about. Sam's sexual awakening. I also really like how they're really honest with each other. Both of them can feel the increasing tension uh, and the attraction that they feel for each other, but they deal with this in a really refreshing way by being very upfront about it and communicating honestly about it. Sam in particular, it's true, she does not do very well with telling a lie, but she. Discloses more than she needs to. You know, in fact, she shares very openly her feelings towards Charles, which I think goes a long way in disarming him in a way and making him feel comfortable around her and incurring his trust. And like you mentioned before, Charles really puts a concerted effort to build up Sam's confidence this season. And that is something that I also really love about the ship, is because they both are always working to better and to help the other. And you can really see the difference that it makes in Sam in the season. You know, earlier in season one, when she even thinks about men, or when she went on that date with Link, she had a nosebleed, just thinking about sexual thoughts, or even her body would shake uncontrollably as well. She would be stuttering, and she would have these physical bodily reactions, even though they were things that she wanted. Right. And I really think that Charles's work with her this season in building up her confidence and really making her feel more comfortable and at home within herself, even though it's obviously not fully there, she still has things to work through, but it went a long way. We see the progression from Sam's date with Link to her date, I'm calling it a date, with Charles. It's a date. (laughs) It is a date, you know, it may not necessarily be intended as romantic, but it is a date for sure. They go to the pub, they go and get ice cream and and hot chocolate afterwards, and they talk about ruminate. And the entire time, you know, Sam is wearing a strapless shirt, and she looks really cute, and she is looking cool and calm and comfortable. Charles is also looking like cool and collected and comfortable, and they're both just really having a nice time together, which I really love to see. That was one of my favorite moments, actually, in season two, was just. Sam having a nice time, because that's what I want for her.
1: We should talk about Marshall. He starts the season compromised position, shall we say.
0: That sounds too dirty. No, he just, he had, he has a weak heart.
1: <laughs> but he's got, he's, he's got a good heart, though.
0: He has a good heart, but it unfortunately went through some troubles. Early in the season, that was the main cliffhanger of season one, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, in the season one finale, Marshall collapses and is going to the hospital. And when season two starts, it leads into a lot of interesting things that happen to Marshall and some of his relationships.
0: Right. We learn a little bit more about Marshall and Ben, specifically his history with his family and his life before ViewTube, before Marshall Law.
1: Yeah, we meet his sister we learn that he hasn't told Monica about his family and he hasn't told his family about Monica. And this leaves both his sister and Monica at odds with each other. And also, I don't think they lose respect for Marshall, but they are definitely a little upset with him that he didn't tell each party about the other.
0: Yeah, they're both very protective of Marshall, which is understandable. And Monica especially is upset that He had not told his family about her, and she feels a little bit like he's ashamed of her. She even asks him that, are you ashamed of me? Is this why you haven't told them? And they have a conversation about it, and this is something that's not new for them. These are problems that have cropped up between Monica and Marshall, even from season one, where he wanted to keep the relationship secret from his fans because he didn't want any negative consequences on her. Which is understandable, considering his status as a big-time YouTuber. He has a million subscribers and a lot of fans. Just look at how they treated Sam after his initial review of Ruminate. So his reasoning to keep the relationship secret is very understandable. That doesn't stop Monica from wanting that to not be the case. She wants to be able to be openly affectionate with Marshall. She wants to feel important to him, I think. I think that's a part of it, that she wants to feel important to him. And keeping the relationship secret does not make her happy.
1: They managed to work through this problem.
0: It's left on the back burner. They're able to talk it out, but it's not fully resolved. But they do work it out. Monica is there for Marshall throughout his recovery. She's supportive of him. She tries to help him as much as possible. And I do think that Monica and Marshall are actually, they were one of my favorite couples in this uh, webtoon. They're really, really sweet. And I think Monica was a really good partner for Marshall. I think Marshall felt like he wasn't a good partner because he's going through his own things, but I do think that Monica and Marshall are actually well-suited to each other.
1: Yeah, I think so too. They definitely have this compatibility with each other and comfort with each other that seems to come very naturally to them.
0: hmm I think, Monica really likes how genuine Marshall is. He's very caring, he's very relaxed, and he's a very genuine personality. But as you said, this is not a problem that completely goes away. They work through their issues for a while, but it does come up again when his friends, Dean and Colin, fellow YouTubers, visit him.
1: Yeah, they have a conversation, you know, the classic setup of, well... It's not exactly a classic setup. This does happen in real life where you're having a conversation with your friends and mm. you don't think someone is around. And they unfortunately are there on the other side of the door and they can hear everything you're saying.
0: Oh, yeah. That I, my heart broke for Monica in that moment. I felt so bad. I felt so bad for her. Because that's just not how you want to learn that information. She hears Marshall talking about his own insecurities and how he feels that he is not a good partner for Monica, that he is not good enough for her, and that she doesn't really see the true side of him. She only really sees Marshall, and he feels that if he is not acting or putting on that Marshall front or performance, she's not happy. And Monica's on the other side of this hearing that Marshall doesn't feel like himself or that he feels like he's not making her happy, and it just is heartbreaking. For both of them, my heart went out to both of them in that moment.
1: Yeah, immediately after hearing this, she goes into bed and Marshall comes to check on her. And there's a moment where she's holding Dina and she's crying.
0: Oh. And that's when I
1: started crying too.
0: Oh gosh, I know. It felt it felt horrible because she just... I can't imagine how she must have felt in that moment. How much she was processing on the inside uh, about everything because Marshall is really sweet, but he also is going through so many personal things right now that don't make it easy for him to be in a relationship.
1: Yeah, he said earlier to Ava that he wants to be Ben one day, but for now he's Marshall.
0: Yeah, which is extremely telling where he is in his own personal journey. He can't fully accept himself yet, which is something I'd actually like to talk about when it comes to Marshall, because we do find at the end of the season that he is single again. He and Monica have broken up, and I love the way Mange actually treated the breakup. It is a rare occurrence in media to find a mature graduation, almost, a mature acceptance and moving on of a relationship and a gratitude of the time that they had together, which is really the sense that you get from Monica and Marshall's breakup, Monica doesn't blame him for anything. She wishes the best for him, and she wants to show more of herself, and she wants to know more of him, but she knows that they need time and space apart. Yep. It's really beautifully done.
1: Yeah, and it's not that these characters don't love each other. They do. They care about each other very much so, but there's an in- incompatibility, and it comes up, and it's not something Monica can sit with. And Marshall knows that, and he accepts it too. It's really refreshing to see, as you said, a a very nuanced and mature breakup.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think this breakup was really well done. My heart hurt for them, but it also felt very much like the right thing for the both of them. Do you see them going anywhere from here?
1: Monica did mention that she did want to stay friends, and... I think that's where they're going to go next. That's what they're going to explore. Marshall definitely does need his alone time to sift through his own feelings about his past and about his identity, whether he it should be Ben Lawson or Marshall
0: Law. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if Monica and Marshall are able to stay in each other's lives as friends. Because even just speaking from my own personal experience, it is not the easiest thing to stay in an ex's life as a friend without, A, having any leftover feelings involved, or being overly enmeshed in someone's life. Unless you were really close friends before, it can be hard, like with Monica and Marshall. Monica and Marshall were not super close friends before. It can be difficult to parlay a romantic relationship into just a friend relationship and Adjust the time that they spent in a relationship to a time that a friend might spend with each other, and even set up a relationship where they check in on each other and they support each other's friends. It'll be interesting to see how that transition will be handled, because it can be tricky to do. I believe in them that they'll be able to do it, but it will be interesting to see what happens and the dynamic that both of them will be able to cultivate with each other.
1: Yeah, and it'll be really interesting too as Marshall kind of puts in the time and work to work on himself and also maintain this friendship and really see how those two compare and, you know, as they come together. And yeah, it'll be really interesting to see.
0: Yeah, I would like to see them to be friends. I really love Monica as a character and I really want to see more of her. And I think that despite everything, Monica is a great friend. So I think she would be a really good friend to Marshall just as she's shown herself to be a good friend to Sam, and just I'm sure as she is a good friend to other important people in her life. So I think that would be really cool to see. I'll be excited to see that happen. I have a question for you about that, though, too. If Monica and Marshall do end up becoming friends, do you see that translating into them getting back together?
1: I think it could, but it really depends if Marshall has done the work or not. And if Monica thinks that this is where Marshall is at and I'm okay with this, then yeah, I could see it happening.
0: I agree that it really does depend on Marshall and the emotional space that he is at and the bandwidth that he has because he really is dealing with a lot of things that make me wonder if he will be ready for another relationship for quite a while. He's got a lot on his plate to deal with. I know that Sam and Marshall is a popular ship. It's probably going to come up. We're probably going to see, we've seen a little hints of it here and there this season, but I really don't think that Marshall will be ready for another relationship. In fact, the main relationship that I'm rooting for with Marshall is with himself. I want him to develop a really wonderful relationship with himself. I want him to get help with his depression that he's dealing with and to be able to feel comfortable and confident within himself. I want him to accept himself because I think that's something that he's struggling hugely with. Which makes sense considering just the expectations that his family holds him to or has held him to in the past. And I've been loving all the little developments that we've been getting with Marshall where he's developing roots and friendships with Vicky, with Abe, with Link. And I really want to see that develop. I'm rooting for Marshall and himself. That's the ship that I'm on with Marshall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that ship. Undo <laughs>
0: But speaking of Sam and Marshall, I think we should at least address where the ship currently is and any possible developments that might happen with Sam and Marshall.
1: My first instinct is to talk about how Evermake needs an artist, and <laughs> we find out that Marshall is pretty good at art. So I think that's the direction Mongi is taking us, that they're going to team up to make a game, which is really cool and sweet. And I don't know where that's going to leave the ship. But that will definitely deepen their already like pretty good relationship they have right now. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree 100% that that is where Sam and Marshall will develop first. I think they will start collaborating. And I'm all for them as collaborators. I would love to see them work together because Marshall, you can see the way his eyes light up when he gets creative, when he has all these ideas. And I would love to see... Sam and Marshall work with each other in that capacity and them get excited and nerd out together and just generally have a fantastic time creating something, because that's always just one of the best feelings when you have a good creative partner. Hey, Will. Um <laughs> But I would love that trajectory for them. I think that's where we're going. I think that's what's gonna happen. I also agree in that I don't necessarily know where this leaves them on a romantic footing. We have gotten hints in the past of Sam's attraction to Marshall, Karma, the fantasy figure that Sam sees in her dreams, was combined Marshall, Link, and Charles. Although now that Link is off of that train, it is just Marshall and Charles. So we know that Sam finds him attractive, and they have a couple moments in the season where Sam finds herself you know, one, in a sticky situation in in the hospital bed with Marshall, two, when they both play games, and there's sort of like an awareness that she has of, you know, his attractiveness. I think it really has been on the back burner, though, because Marshall has been in a relationship for most of the season. And in as much as Sam is attracted to him, she would not go there with someone who is already taken. And Marshall because he was in a relationship with monica he's respectful of that like he has not viewed her in any way other
1: than a friend and a neighbor
0: right absolutely so i think that season three will be kind of a test to see what his thoughts about sam are if he is attracted to her if if that exists That will be an interesting test to see. What I will say about Sam and Marshall as Evermake collaborators, well, that it will encourage and enforce a lot of proximity between them. So I can see their friendship really developing from that. And I can see potentially a relationship developing from that, because that's one of the main ways that a relationship can develop is just by being around and close to somebody. You're just more exposed to them. And that might lead to something. Who knows? I think those are my thoughts on Sam and Marshall. I don't really have too much to add. I think as long as Marshall is happy and feeling content with himself, I think I'll be okay with whatever direction they take with him. I think that's the main priority for me concerning him as a character. And I do believe that Mongi will prioritize that in his development.
1: Yeah. We just want to see
0: Marshall come into his own. Totally. But something else about Marshall that was kind of teased towards the end of the season was a stalker, maybe? Is that what it was? Someone's following him, and it looks a bit creepy. Someone's spying on him, stalking him. I don't know what that's about. Do you have any idea? We don't have a ton of info.
1: Yeah, I don't know too much about it either. I think it'll be a we'll see what happens with it. It could be nothing. It could be an extra thread. I don't think it's nothing. Monge tends not to do that kind of stuff.
0: Right. I think the plot thread will be addressed at some point. If we really just don't have a ton of info right now. I think that will be a conflict that gets addressed in season three. I don't know how big it will feature. I'm wondering, now that I think about it, does it have something to do with his dad? His dad is pretty powerful. He seems like a powerful, wealthy man. So I don't know. It'll We'll just have to find out and see what happens with that. I'm hoping that if we do get an angle where Marshall has a stalker or has someone spying on him, that it will be something that integrates naturally into the storyline. Because right now, Let's Play is a very slice of life-esque story that focuses on the lives of its characters. So that's really what I'm kind of looking forward to seeing is how this plot development will interact with everything else. Shall we move on to Link? Yeah. Yeah link is the it's an interesting character i know there have been some fans who have not been super happy with him this season
1: which is understandable given how tactless and not very thoughtful comment towards sam was
0: i think he definitely could have worded it better I was reading that section again recently, and while Link could have worded his thoughts and his honesty to Sam differently and been less blunt than he was, I do think that in the moment he really did try to do his best to honor himself and honor Sam and honor his own feelings in that moment, I think he absolutely made the right decision of being honest and upfront rather than leading Sam on or doing something that he knew would not have felt right that he would have regretted. So in that way, I absolutely commend him for making that choice because that is 100% the preferable choice. I do think he handled it the best that he could under the circumstances. Link is not known for his words, and considering the position that he was in, with Sam inviting him up, Sam pursuing this interaction with him, and she's making moves, which I'm so proud of Sam for doing because that's wonderful. I'm glad that she did that. It's unfortunate that it led to what it did. But considering that Link had not made the overtures in this situation and he was, he found himself in a situation where he was confronted with something that he didn't have clarity on until that moment, I think he did, he tried to do the best that he could under that circumstance. And I was thinking about it. And the dialogue that he actually said to Sam, it was blunt. I don't think it was harsh. I think he tried to clarify it as much as possible. But when you are in a situation like that, I totally understand Sam's reaction as well, where you feel really embarrassed, and she's put herself out there, and she got rejected. You hear one thing, one sentence out of the many others that are said. And that's just the one that sticks with you. And we always internally focus on the negative, right? And so it makes sense to me that that is the one thing that stuck out to Sam, especially because she's mentioned that she's heard similar things before from other men. So I think that it makes sense that Sam had the reaction that she did. And I think the reason that those words to Sam, Link's words to Sam, were so far-reaching as they were is because of Sam's own baggage as well. So while I think that Link could have phrased things better, I do think that Sam's experiences and her own mindset came into play. And I think that this is less a case where I'm blaming one party, but it's just unfortunate how it happened. And I do think that he tried to do the best that he could for his friend. I, and I genuinely, I think he felt really bad about it. I, You could tell in that scenario, he felt really, really bad.
1: He definitely did feel bad about it. There's no doubt about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely
1: right. Sam, Didn't just focus and internalize that one statement. She repeats it to herself, like that's the one she thinks about for her in that moment, and for like the next little bit. There's no getting away from that. That's what pops.
0: It's fresh for her, yeah. And again, it's like a reinforcement of everything that she's been told and everything that she almost feels about herself. So it makes sense that that's kind of like a mantra that she is reinforcing for herself over and over again. It's just an unfortunate situation. Although I am glad that they seem to be on good terms afterwards, I'm glad that they didn't lose their friendship over it.
1: One friendship that gets tested a little bit, though, as a result of it is Link's relationship with Angela.
0: Yeah. And that is a very interesting relationship that occurs. And that's also another relationship that fans had problems with that came under fire a little bit. But we can talk about it. I think Link and Angela's relationship is really interesting.
1: Angela and Link have an interesting dynamic. Immediately after finding out what Link said to Sam, Angela gets really angry with Link and confronts him in the, I don't know if it's infamous, but the closet scene.
0: Yeah, they have a confrontation. Angela gets heated, which is not new for her. She is not known to be a character that can keep her cool. She loses her temper pretty frequently. So they have a confrontation. In the closet, as Will says. And it's fascinating because there is a lot going on underneath Angela's anger. One thing is her general protectiveness of Sam. You know, as we've seen in flashbacks, Angela and Sam have known each other since they were kids. And Angela has been protective of Sam ever since they started becoming friends. Right. So that's one thing at play. And then another thing, as we also see, Angela is attracted to Link herself. And she doesn't really know what to do with that. Um, She has her own stuff that she needs to work through. And she has the unfortunate trauma of being assaulted that she has worked through a little bit. But there's still a lot that she has not really mined into yet. And that bleeds into a lot of her interactions with other people and her emotional state. So that's something that's very vulnerable for her. So she's not at this point ready to even consider a relationship with another person because similarly to Marshall, she's working through a lot of stuff on her end that she needs to be in an okay space to accept a relationship with anyone else. But as we said, she does have these feelings for Link, so that exists, and she also feels guilty for being attracted to Link because Link, she viewed him as being Sam's, and Therefore, she encouraged Sam to go after him, because she didn't know what to do with these feelings for Link, she didn't want to pursue that, and she wanted her friend Sam to be happy. And then, of course, there's the guilt that this didn't work out after all, and then she pushed Sam into something that ended up hurting her. So there's a lot kind of going under the surface with Angela when she confronts Link, and just in general with her interactions with Link throughout this season.
1: Yeah, it also takes a little bit of time for her to process a little bit of it so she can at least reconcile with Link over what happened in the coffee shop closet.
0: Right. She ignores him for a while because she just, she can't really face him yet. That would mean that she would have to face herself. And Vicky ends up helping her out with that.
1: Yeah. As Crudy would say, Vicky's a good egg. She's definitely very aware of what's happening. And she seems to intuitively be able to understand how people are feeling, and she does try and step in and help people out when it's necessary.
0: Right. Vicky is an empath. She can sense Angela's emotions pretty clearly, and she's always a presence of love to Angela, which I find so beautiful that Vicky's emoticoon is love, and it's huge. It's, I think the biggest emoticon that we've seen this season, and maybe ever. And I think it's wonderful for Angela to have the presence of Vicky in her life as a friend like that. And even Link, because she shows Link the same consideration. She shows the same love to all of the people in her life, which is wonderful. And she is the one that helps Angela confront her own feelings about Link and gets her to a point where she understands I have not been treating my friend well, and I need to communicate with him and let him know where I'm coming from and apologize for the way that I behaved, which she does. Credit goes to Angela. She faces herself, introspects, she processes her feelings towards Link, and she goes and talks to him.
1: Yeah, they talk, they reconcile, and their relationship just kind of resumes.
0: Yeah, which is great because I think this was a great display of how well Angela and Link get on, even just as friends, not even going into the romantic ship, but they just have a great base relationship with each other as friends, which is really wonderful that they have that trust. And in that moment, we see Dallas pop on the scene.
1: Oh, Dallas.
0: He, oh boy. So Dallas is looking on as Angela and Link play basketball after they've reconciled and he has another emoticon looming over him. Large. Huge. And it is envy. Envy. Yes. And, oh man. So, envy is defined by Merriam-Webster as discontented longing for someone else's advantages. And it's a little unclear what exactly Dallas is envious of. We can surmise that Dallas is envious of Link as being the older brother. They don't have the best relationship. Link and Dallas lost their dad young, and that definitely affected how Dallas and Link's relationship developed with Link trying to hold the family together and be, in a sense, sort of a man of the household and take care of his little brother. And Dallas feels, I'm sure, a mixture of emotions apart from envy, including resentment but when it comes to someone else's advantages, there's a couple of things that I'm curious about, like what advantages is Dallas jealous of? There could be a few things when it comes to Link, one being his status as a perceived perfect older brother, or just like a perfect person in a way uh, that has all these qualities that, you know, Dallas doesn't feel like he measures up to. And another one, I'm wondering how much this factors in, but is Link's relationship with Angela, and being jealous of Angela's closeness with Link. Dallas games with Angela, so he has a relationship there, but he's really not considered to be a desirable person to be around in the game. They kind of are annoyed with him a lot of the times, and we've seen Dallas take photos of Angela at the gym, non-consensual photos. And we've seen him kind of stalk her on the internet uh, and just kind of salivate over her. Honestly, there is a lot of potential conflict that could crop up between these brothers.
1: Yeah, my take is that Dallas feels very, very inadequate because people don't treat him the same way that they treat Link. You know, they look at Link, they're like happy to see him. They see him as a successful role model and Dallas is anything but that and he doesn't get treated the same way and he acts out he's a bit rude at times and they treat him even worse and i think it creates kind of a feedback loop where he acts poorly people don't treat him well and he continues to act poorly
0: yeah i i can agree with that i definitely think that Dallas feels inadequate he's in a little bit of a vulnerable stage of his life as a teenager and growing up without a dad without that male role model He looks at Link and I think your analysis is spot on with Link. People feel good around Link. People view Link as attractive as well, which I think is also a big part of it. Dallas wants to be attractive in the same way. His quote-unquote flirting or womanizing is just overcompensation for his feelings of inadequacy. And I really do think while Angela probably factors in at least a little bit, I think the source of his envy and the main points of resentment and contention with Link are in these other places, which I guess leads to him stealing toilet paper.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that. That's really weird.
0: I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I I don't know. Did, did Dallas know that COVID was going to happen? I mean...
1: <laughs> he was uh, stocking up at a time? I, I don't know. But there's a weird moment where Link finds in the trash all of the empty toilet paper rolls and he goes, wait, what is this? Hold on a sec. Who could it be? And it's implied that he knows it's Dallas at this point. But what is the point of all this toilet paper? Where where's it going?
0: Yeah, that is what I'd like to know. Is he just stealing toilet paper to try and make Link look bad at his job? If so, I feel like there are more efficient ways to do that and less roundabout ways to do that. Is he trying to steal the toilet paper for a purpose? Is he going to do something with it? Is he going to TP a house or Link's house or Link's room? I don't know. I don't know what Dallas's purpose here. I think that will be really interesting to find out. And what'll be even more interesting is that I think that this will lead to a big confrontation between Dallas and Link, which I'll be excited to see them really air their feelings out with each other.
1: It'll be juicy for sure, and it's going to happen. We're going to see the two brothers at least talk, maybe even fight. Hopefully not, but probably.
0: The conflict will definitely come to a head, which I think is is going to be a good thing for them as characters and for the story as well. So I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see that come to a head in season three.
1: Yes. We should get into talking about the ships individually. I know we did talk about some of them earlier, but Let's Play is really all about the ships. And so we should get into it and talk about our current thoughts on them and where we'll think they'll go in season three.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good idea to touch on these individually. We can start with Sam and Charles because they were a huge ship this season. And that is definitely something that we should speak about.
1: They're definitely the spiciest ship of this season. Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes, <laughs> which we will always welcome a little spice. Never a bad thing in our books. And Sam does get her first kiss from Charles, which is very exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not just spice. There's a little bit of sweet too. She gets her first kiss. She goes on a date. She gets to spend time and get actually get close with Charles. And it's it's pretty good.
0: What are your thoughts on the Sam and Charles ship? How do you feel about them as a couple?
1: So I'll be completely honest. During season one, I was not really on this ship at all. I didn't like Charles that much. Not that I hated him, not that I disliked him. I was just not a fan of this particular character in the way he was pushing what it seemed like he was pushing Sam around. But in reality, Mm -hmm. he's got good intentions. So into season two, I got a little bit more on board. I think if Charles has the room to be in a relationship, I think they'd make a great couple but we'll have to see if he has that space or not.
0: That makes sense. And I totally understand what you're saying about season one, because I think we were both uncomfortable with this, uh, with the first big moment that Sam and Charles had, where you can really consider that harassment at the workplace. And Sam fully calls him out, as she rightly should, because it didn't make sense for him to take off his shirt other than to, like, intimidate or incite a reaction. But at especially in a workplace that's not an appropriate way to treat a coworker, and especially someone who is an underling uh, on your team that's not an appropriate way to treat somebody so that was not a thing that either of us were a big fan of but sam called him out on it which felt really appropriate to me and i think that felt like enough acknowledgement in the moment where sam took agency of the situation and she called charles out on his behavior so yeah, that early moment, as well as Charles's tendencies towards manipulation, which I do believe he has good intents, especially in season two, he's definitely has good intents, but it's kind of an interesting gray area where people can feel very differently about how comfortable are we that Charles is as comfortable with manipulation as he is, that he sees it as an okay thing. Are we okay with that? Is that something that feels okay in our books? But with all of that being said, Charles has shown himself to be very caring and very open and honest towards Samara. And he really shows how much he cares in this latest season. Yeah. And what
1: aspect we didn't get into about how he sees Sam is Charles playing Ruminate. Initially, Charles plays Ruminate to try and get a better understanding of who Sam is as a person. He even takes a day off of work to do it. He pretends to be sick and he gets one of the secret endings. Now, Charles, while playing Ruminate, is a little bit more intelligent with the puzzles and he solves things in arguably a more uh, efficient or...
0: Strategic, maybe. Correct.
1: Strategic, correct manner. And he ends up getting the secret ending where he saves the princess and he's given the final choice of... Do you want to marry the princess, or do you want to leave and be a hero? And what's really, really interesting is that, one, that's an option in the game that you can turn away from one of the endings. That says a lot about Sam and the choice she wants to give people. Two, he turns it down and gets the credit screen, but doesn't stay for the after credit scene where he actually learns what happens. And I think that's a clever bit of potential foreshadowing for what is to come of their relationship.
0: Right. That's been something that fans have speculated endlessly on as well, that the Ruminate endings that Charles and Marshall respectively get is going to be reflective of the real life endings in the webtoon.
1: Yeah, we should take the chance too to talk about Sam and Marshall's ship going off of the ending that Marshall gets, which is very different. One thing to mention too is that he played Ruminate for the same reason. To get to know Sam better.
0: And to make amends as well. Yes,
1: because it is something he does feel very, very guilty and bad over. What are your thoughts on the Marshall-Sam ship?
0: So Marshall and Sam, I really like them as friends together. I really like their friendship. I think they're both good influences on each other when it comes to just being positive people in each other's lives. I'm really excited, as I mentioned before, to see them collaborate with each other and work with each other because I think their relationship is strongest when they are able to geek out and nerd out together. When they play games, I love that dynamic between them. When Sam was calm and just destroying Marshall in the game, (laughs) I thought that was so funny. And I want to see more of that. I, in terms of whether I prefer the Sam and Marshall ship, or a different ship for Sam and Marshall individually. Sam and Marshall is not my favorite ship for either of these two characters, but I do like them together, and I think if we get romantic development between them, I think it will come at a point where it will make sense for the characters. I don't think it will be shoehorned in, where we'll feel whiplash that Sam and Marshall are expressing this interest in each other. What do you think about Sam and Marshall?
1: I agree with you on most of your points. I would like to see them together as friends more so than I would like to see them in a relationship, especially because I think Monica and Marshall, despite them having this big incompatibility, I think they are great together.
0: I would agree with that. And we can get into Monica and Marshall, actually, uh, and talk a little bit about them, because I agree with you. They're a really good couple. They're going through some issues, but I see that as less... Of a incompatibility of personalities, but more so Marshall just not being in a space to accept a relationship. Right. On the same token, I also would not be mad if they ended up not getting together, because I can really realistically see it both ways, where Monica and Marshall are able to reconcile, or... Monica and Marshall remain friends or they kind of drift away from each other's lives in in a certain way. Like I can see it realistically happening. In all cases, I do think however, out of everyone in the webtoon, I really like Monica for Marshall.
1: Yeah, I do too. I think they make the most sense together. I think they have a great dynamic. Even if they don't end up together, they still would have a good friendship, and that really is the important part.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: We should talk about the ship that sank.
0: Oh, oh no. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. So Sam and Link, we talked about them. We we went into um the the unfortunate <laughs> the unfortunate death of Sam and Link, but I will say something else about that ship that I appreciate in terms of the way that it was written. I know that that conversation between Link and Sam felt abruptly in the fandom. But I actually, thinking back, do appreciate how that moment was built up to. Because Sam and Link were never portrayed as a super compatible couple with everything working for them. It was just expressed as interest on Link's end. You know, he felt this deep sense of love and gratitude to Sam and his life. And he wanted to explore that and see if there was anything more. And Sam started feeling curious about having those kinds of relationships because Link was expressing interest, but they had moments of awkwardness, like when they were sitting in Sam's apartment together and they were just talking, and Sam was talking about things that she was interested in, Link was talking about things that he was interested in, and there was no overlap. And it was an awkward moment. They may not have necessarily worked out, even if it had not happened in the way that it did, it makes sense that this couple did not end up working out. Yeah. But they were very cute together, and I enjoyed all the moments that we did get.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: In fact, more so than friends, I think Sam and Link, in a way, consider each other family, almost.
1: Yeah. Link even says it. Uh, I, I think of you as like a little sister.
0: I think if it had been said in a different context, it would have been more appreciated. If you said, I think of you as a sister, like, you're so close to me. So I don't think Sam could appreciate in the moment as, um... She, she might have been able to otherwise, but the point still stands that they do see each other's family, which is lovely. Angel and Link, however, do not see each other quite as family.
1: Yeah, they definitely do not. They <laughs> have a dynamic that...
0: They've got chemistry. Yeah. They've got chemistry. And they're also very compatible. They're both very physically active people. They see each other at the gym a lot. They play basketball together. Their friendship as a certain basis of compatibility that Sam and Link did not.
1: I like their dynamic a lot. I think they get along well, and I think they have a lot of room to grow together. And I'm really interested to see what that looks like in Season 3.
0: I really want to see, especially now that they've reached an understanding with each other, I want to see how their relationship develops from here. some of the miscellaneous things that we loved or are looking forward to in Season 3?
1: Sure.
0: Let's do it. One, I really loved Marshall building friendships with members of Sam's crew. Uh, I love the conversation that he has with Link, which is great because we can see that bygones are bygones. Link was initially angry with him about Sam's reviews that she got from Ruminate as a result of Marshall. So it was great to see them bonding. I love... Marshall building these relationships with real people in his life as opposed to just his YouTuber friends. I also was really excited to see Marshall take up that yoga class.
1: Yeah, and he meets Vicky in this class, who at the end of the class immediately picks up that something is really bugging Marshall and basically sends Abe to hang out with him and make sure he's okay. And I found that to be a really, really great moment that showcases not only like Vicky's care and love for other people but also her sensitivity to other people's emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. Complete empath. And you could tell that she was shaken when she was feeling what she felt from Marshall. She could feel all of the despair and the depression that he was experiencing. And it says a lot about Abe and Vicky that they uh, reacted the way they did. And I love the start of those friendships for Marshall.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to be excited for in season 3, and I'm really 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 want to see what happens.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to see how these relationships develop, so it will be a long wait until the fall when Let's Play comes back, but this was a really good season. I'm glad that we were able to talk about this.
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you Mongi for making such a great webtoon.
0: Yes, absolutely go and support Mongrel Marie Mongi on her social media. On her patreon as well we're fans
1: yeah go read this webtoon too duh
0: (laughs) it's good it's good we recommend it absolutely
1: thank you very much for listening to our episode on let's play season two
0: we were really excited to talk about this webtoon and we're so glad that we could talk about season two and all of the fun things that happened We'd love to connect with you on our social media. We're on Twitter at the Webtoon Room, And we also have an email at thewebtoonroom@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So reach out to us there. We'd love to hear about your Let's Play thoughts, reactions, screaming. And we're looking forward to hearing from you guys.
1: Thank you guys so much for listening.